Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Joining us now, as he does every single Thursday, is our New England sports expert, Adam Coffin. We're going to get to the NBA here. Boy, are we going to get to the NBA momentarily. <laughs> but Adam, first, how are you? Great. How are you doing? Good, man. Appreciate you joining us. Adam from WBZ News Radio in Boston. And, and I have to say this before we get to the NBA. We were just talking about this. It's maybe my worst quality as a fan. It's maybe my worst quality as a radio host. I am a card-carrying member of what I call the fan police. Patriot, okay. Patriots ratings down 26% in Boston this year, and I'm very much a, if you're not with us when the time is bad, you don't deserve to be there when the time is good, guy. So what do you <laughs> think about Patriots fans jumping ship on their team this year? I don't know if I'd quite classify it as jumping ship as much as just not wanting to watch a bad product. You know, it's we live in a what have you done for me lately world, obviously, in in all facets of life. And you got to remember, being a sports fan is a commitment. It's not only an emotional commitment, which it certainly is, but it's a time commitment. And if you're sitting there saying, do I really want to dedicate three hours of my Sunday to watching even if they win a lousy game it's generally unenjoyable there are i mean maybe not in the midst of a pandemic but generally speaking you know there are other ways i'd like to spend my weekend there are other things that i could be doing so i kind of get it you know sports teams whoever regardless of who you root for you know you kind of have to earn the consumers trust and confidence and uh, not just dollar but obviously eyeballs i mean i'll, I'll tell you week 17 that Patriots Jets regular season finale when we you know we knew the Patriots were not going to the postseason Uh, that is the first time that I can ever remember in my lifetime and it's probably not the first time but it's definitely the first time I can remember certainly since you know the the Tom Brady era of over the last 20 years that I opted to instead of watching a Patriots game start to finish you know actually just watching the game and not missing a down I put on the red zone channel I'm just gonna I'm gonna see what's going on across the league and follow my fantasy players, you know, see how they do. And if something big happens in the Pats game, they're gonna show me. So uh, you know, I I kind of get it. I'm not saying I like it, but I do kind of get it. All right. Well, I'm disappointed to hear you say that because I, I think I'm I'm kind of on an island when it comes to this one as the, as a member of the fan police. Um sure. I'll, I want to move to the NBA and God, you could take an hour on this just giving us a little I think, but tell Easily. me your your thoughts on Kyrie Irving in general. What do you think of Kyrie Irving? <laughs> um, what is the easiest way to answer this question? Mm-hmm. I, I think that he is... Do you I, think I he think wants he is... to be a basketball player? Do you think... Like, Stephen I, A called for him think, to retire. Sure. I don't think he should retire. I don't think he wants to retire. I do think he wants to be a basketball player, and I certainly think he wants to earn the money that comes with being a basketball player or receive it. Maybe not earn it always, but mm-hmm. certainly get the paycheck. He... It, basketball and he has said as much I'm, I'm not criticizing the guy in this particular case he is basketball is not his top priority winning especially because he already has a championship is not his top priority now I credit him I applaud him for all of the different actionable areas that he puts his time and energy and money into he's a generous guy and certainly social initiatives and things of that like and and invoking change upon society these causes these you know very important ideals are true to him you know and 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 that's great that's good i mean that's that that should be commended unfortunately there is that gray area 
which isn't all that gray, of the fact that he has gone AWOL on his team. He is not injured. He has abandoned his team when it needs him. I don't even know if they necessarily go out and acquire James Harden without him. I'm sure they try to, don't get me wrong, but whether they are able to pull the trigger or willing to pull the trigger to the degree that they did, giving up everything they did, the haul of a package that they did, I don't know if they're as willing to do that, if not for the fact they almost felt like, look, if we're going to attempt to win anything this year, we need another superstar because we're not sure that one of the two that we have is actually coming back, which, you know, they, they had to basically cover up the loss of Kyrie Irving. And if he comes back as a third banana, terrific. But he is, you know, there's no question right now that by not communicating fully with whether it's GM Sean Marks, and I don't know, obviously, what is happening in those conversations. And to Marks's credit, he's not saying so. He shouldn't. And, you know, why, obviously, uh, you know, upset Irving uh, by publicizing those conversations, which is why, you know, we know firsthand in Boston, Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, they never did that. You got to, you know, adhere to your superstars, keep those things behind closed doors. But, you know, Steve Nash, you know, is not even a dozen games into his coaching career was being asked, do you think Kyrie Irving, who's not injured, is coming back this season? All he said was, sure. Sure. Because he he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And then you get the reports that Irving – is furious with the organization about the Nash hire. He didn't want him. He wasn't consulted. You can't help but think back, obviously, to comments that he made earlier this year when Nash was hired about, I don't even feel like we have a head coach. Uh, You know, I I feel like it will be a collaborative. I mean, talk about dismissing your head coach the second he gets there as even having a voice in that locker room. And now the reports, which Celtics fans and Cavaliers fans should be all too familiar with, that he and Kevin Durant, the best of friends before they signed on together, have already, the relationship has grown distant. Irving just, he doesn't care about people's feelings. He he doesn't care about his organizations that pay him tens of millions of dollars to play basketball. What he cares about is what he cares about at the time. And right this moment and over the course of the past week, He doesn't care about basketball. He doesn't care about COVID protocols. He's off throwing maskless birthday parties for his sister. So, I mean, there are elements of him that are obviously very selfish and self-centered. There are elements of him that are very generous and, and, uh, you know, forward thinking. But right now we're seeing both sides of that coin in a very public fashion. And I just think, and this is maybe your next question. So spoiler, I think the Nets are going to combust. I think this is going to work out very poorly. I think they are a team that at best loses in the second round. Hmm. Wow. Well, that was not going to be my next question. My next question is something related to James Harden though. Adam Kaufman, WBZ news radio with us here on the Brady Farkas show on WDEV AM and FM. I am with you by following your social media. I wanted no part of James Harden coming to Boston, right? We're in agreement Mm -hmm. on that. But when I think about it, I see Milwaukee going for it. I see Brooklyn going for it. Do you you feel like the Celtics are going for it? Like, do you wish they would do something, even if it's not Harden? I guess the question is, what are you looking for them to do, right? I mean, who has really moved that you're saying, man, Celtics couldn't have gotten that guy? Like Harden, obviously. If you're a Celtics fan that did want James Harden, Fine. I get it. He is a a transcendent generational talent, an all-time great scorer. He's miserably out of shape right now. He yes. looks like a fat slob on the court, but obviously <laughs> he can still score a basketball. If you wanted James Harden, believe me, I get it. 
My question would be, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up Jalen Brown? To me, that's a non-starter. To Danny Ainge, that's a non-starter. Now, if you want to talk about some sort of James Harden for Kemba, you know, Kemba Walker package, we could go down that road and, and maybe make some sense of it. But if you're doing anything that actually impacts your core, your true core, Kemba's not, I mean, he's part of the core, but when I say true core, I'm talking about your present and your future. Kemba's your present when he's healthy, when he's on the court and he practiced today in full, so that's great. When he's on the floor, he's part of your present but your present and future that's jason tatum it's jalen brown you know you want to include marcus smart in that i'm fine with that you know maybe it's you know obviously next level you, you can get to the like you know the the robert williams of the world the peyton pritchards of the world maybe aaron neesmith guys like that but obviously it's really a two-headed monster it is tatum it is brown and you're not doing anything that trades away one of those two guys, unless I, I don't even know what the package would be in return. So you're not even at this time, certainly not for a Harden, considering it. And so it then becomes a question of who's available, who do you want? Now, let's not forget Danny Ainge still has that traded player exception at his disposal. Yep. He's got the TPE. It is massive. It's what, 28 plus 28, million yeah. dollars. And so it becomes you know, a, a waiting game of who is going to be available and who do the Celtics want to pull the trigger on at that point in time. But you can't get just anyone. Like, you can't use it to get a Bradley Beal. You can't afford him. So, you know, John Collins or um, Aaron Gordon and Otto Porter and some of these guys, like, you're going to hear all these same names that we've been hearing about and spouting off since Gordon Hayward landed in Charlotte. But you got to wait. And as I've probably said to you, and I've said a zillion other places before, I don't believe the TPA is, is going to get used this season. Obviously not, you know, much before the trade deadline. If it is, I think more realistically, it's probably used in the off season, but I do think it's going to be used. I don't think Danny's just going to let that massive thing expire, but I just, you, in, in this wildly unpredictable year where games are getting postponed left and right. And you're wondering if there's going to be a stoppage coming up in a matter of weeks, I don't feel like there are all these players moving around that you're like, man, why didn't the Celtics get that guy? I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, last week we talked about the Patriots trying to acquire Deshaun Watson. Reports are that they're not going to trade him, even though he wants <laughs> uh, out still. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, please. <laughs> um, if it's not if it's not via trade and it goes to the draft and they stay at 15, what do you think of Mac Jones on Monday night in the national championship game? Would you draft Mac Jones out of Alabama if you stay at 15? No. I wouldn't, um, you know, I, he was, don't get me wrong. He was unbelievable in the national yeah. championship game. And the guy threw for almost 500 yards and five touchdowns and he was insane. Now, a lot of that production, you're talking about the Heisman trophy winner playing right. one half Devonte <laughs> Smith getting half of that production. So he was incredible. And like, if, if the Patriots were to ever actually hit on a wide receiver in the first round, maybe someone like that, if you, I mean, you'd have to trade up to get him. obviously you wouldn't get him at 15, but you know, who isn't knocking down doors trying to get a Devontae Smith. I just don't think Mac Jones necessarily is the guy. I, I'm not saying he's going to be an NFL bust or anything like that. I've heard people compare him to like an Andy Dalton, you know, yeah. it, like that's, that's what he looks like in the NFL. If, if uh, you know, the, the pundits, which I am not by any stretch when it comes to college football, if the pundits are right, that's the kind of guy you're talking about. Well, that's not the kind of guy that I want at number 15. Mm -hmm. You know, it's to to, you know, replace really Tom Brady, but obviously Cam Newton more recently. I, I just think that we're still in kind of a, a bridge period. Now, if you're a believer that 
Bill Belichick could take a Mac Jones or somebody else and and coach them up, then he's had good success coaching up quarterbacks. He has. I mean, and and you know, say what you will about Brady and what he might have been without Bill Belichick. Clearly, he's an all-time great, but Matt Castle was pretty good in New England yeah. in a, a limited dose. Jimmy Garoppolo looked good in New England. Jacoby Brissett looked good in New England. So, I mean, there have been hits there. Got, Bill Belichick has turned a lot of, uh, you know, quarterbacks that, that he has brought in into starting quarterbacks elsewhere in the NFL. So, uh, I mean, my guess as far as how this is all going to play out is ultimately – it's it's a retread guy you know it's a veteran guy that comes in and uh, unless it's a garoppolo who is kind of a veteran i suppose but when i say veteran i i more mean like uh you know Fitzpatrick. A, a, well not that veteran like a stafford maybe <laughs> okay. Some, I, I don't i don't think i i don't think fitzpatrick is coming here even as fun as it would be for him to complete his tour of the afc east <laughs> i don't think it's going to happen uh, i still i probably said this to you before i Felt for months Garoppolo ultimately is going to be the one that winds up here. But um, I just think we are staring down the barrel of an unprecedented NFL offseason with, off with regard to quarterback movement. I mean, it, it would take less time. If we were to really pull up, you know, team by team, I think it would take us less time to identify the teams who you know who their quarterback is next year versus the ones that you don't. I think they're... A lot of guys could potentially be on the move this offseason. Well, hopefully one of them comes to the Patriots because I'm not in favor of drafting. No one's going to have to. It's not going to. It's not going to be Stidham, <laughs> and it's, no. it's. We know it's not Cam, so somebody's <laughs> coming to New England. And it's not Brian Hoyer either. I don't know that it's not Cam. I I just don't know. I I think it's going to be a retread guy too, but I don't know that Cam's not back here at least competing for it. So we'll have to continue to see how it unfolds. Adam Coffin with us every single Thursday from WBZ News Radio in Boston. Check him out on Twitter. Unbelievable Celtics content, but all New England sports as well. Adam, and we appreciate it. We will talk to you again next week. Pleasure's mine.